the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today, here on Truth For Today, we begin a brand new series simply called Meet Your God. That's up next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. And again, greetings in Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Our time together today will begin a brand new series simply entitled Meet Your God. Now in this series, we'll take a look at the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we'll take a look at the characteristics and nature of our God. Please join us. We begin with a look at God the Father. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Turn to uh, Isaiah 40. I'm going to just read a few verses. I'm not going to preach from Isaiah, but I want to just read some things there. I want to begin today uh, a series that I don't know how long it's going to take, but I want you to meet your God. Uh, I've been feeling that we want to preach on prayer, but it's interesting. Prayer, worship, trust, all these things are tied to God, and it's amazing how many of us can't define God, describe him, don't have a handle on it. I'm one of those people that uh, when I began uh, after teaching at a Bible college and uh, doing different things, uh, I started to go to a seminary in 1968. And uh, the first class I had there was called Theology Proper. And uh, the prof told us all to take a three-by-five card, and our homework was to define who is God, and then on the back side of it, in one sentence, write down what is God. Who is God? What is God? Sound really simple. I struggle with that thing as much as any assignment I ever did because I didn't know how to define God to see him as who he really is and unique. And so we're going to start today. Don't know how far we'll go. I'm going to continue tonight. Uh, if you know anything about me, I'll continue till I'm finished. And I will just overlap the next week. And we've given you notes. Uh, so today I won't be preaching about your marriage and that you ought to give. I want to talk about your God. Now, he may not be your God yet. You may not be a Christian. Let me introduce you to the God of the Bible, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to start there as soon as we just look at Isaiah. And Isaiah preached this message before me. And today, I don't really think I'm preaching. I'm just going to communicate. And every once in a while, I might get excited. But I'm really just trying to communicate, okay? Look at uh, Isaiah 40, verse 9. And I'm going to just lift out things to give you an idea of Isaiah emphasizing 
his God. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice. Where they shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Or I would say, meet your God. (laughs) See the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads them are those that have young. That's nice. That's a beautiful picture of a shepherd and sheep. But notice the uniqueness of this shepherd. Watch this now. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Whoa, this is no ordinary Palestinian shepherd. I said the waters. That's all of them. Atlantic, Pacific, anywhere there's water, this God does it. And the figure of speech is just a matter of getting it in his palm. So how much bigger is he than all the water? That's just a comparison. Now, watch this. Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket? Try that. We pay thousands of dollars to have square yards of dirt move here. God said, I just put that stuff in a basket. Or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in the balance. If you ask God, he can tell you how much all the terra firma on the earth weigh. He just one day weighed it in a little basket. Who has understood the mind of the Lord or who instructed him as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Nobody. He needs no counsel. When you know it all, there's nobody that can add anything to him. Listen to this. Surely the nations are impressive. Yes, as impressive as a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. History is but lent on the pages of God's word. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Get this. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. Lebanon is where you got the bulls of Bashan. You've got the best animals in the land for sacrifice. And the cedars of Lebanon. Have you heard of that? He said, cut every tree you've got in Lebanon down. You couldn't build enough fires worthy of who I am. Slaughter every bull of Bashan you can find in Lebanon. And it'd be, it wouldn't even make a dent of impression on who I am. You can't give enough that compares to who I am. To whom then will you compare God? What image can you compare him to? Can you imagine worshiping these idols that are dumb and blind and are deaf? And you're talking, do you want your idols carved out of wood or a God that measures everything in the palm of his hands? As for an idol, a craftsman makes it, a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fastens silver chains for it. A man too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. He looks for a skilled craftsman to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits, the Lord. 
He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. Whoa, 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 just a minute. I thought the earth was flat. Columbus went out in 1500s. I went through those straits of Gibraltar, flew over them, going to Africa. Scientists said the earth was flat, not God. 700 B.C., Isaiah wrote. He was up on science way back there. The earth is a circle. And now, someone says, any dummy knows that. Read history in 1400 A.D. They didn't believe it. And its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. The heavens are just a camping place for this God. They can't even contain him. No sooner are they planted. Boy, princes, he brings to naught. Reduces uh, Melissa Fitch in a day if he wants. And reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away, even like Nebuchadnezzar. It's no problem for God to get rid of power. Nebuchadnezzar, when I'm through with Babylon, come on, Medo-Persia. When I don't like Medo-Persia, come on, Greece. When I'm tired of Greece, I'll bring on Rome. To womb. Will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Darwin? Where was Darwin? Where was Einstein? Einstein couldn't even find his room on the campus. His wife painted a big red dot on the door so he could find his way back to his office. No, it wasn't Einstein. It wasn't Darwin. Why? Lift your eyes. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name. God's got a name for every star in the universe. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, Jacob, listen to Israel, and complain, O Israel, my way. Can you hear them now? They're beat up, suffering. My way is hidden from the Lord. Does that sound like you at times? The Lord has forgot about me. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in Yahweh will renew their strength. And the word is exchange. They will exchange their weakness for his strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah, go tell Israel, nobody's got a God like they've got. This is our God, and we're going to try to describe him. You can't beat Isaiah, can you? It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I love to read it to the devil. Because the devil thinks he's running things and he's not. God's running things. Let's meet your God. Number one, the existence of God is is assumed in the scripture. Uh, There was no atheistic problem in the Judeo uh, world and the world of the ancient Near East. Polytheism was the threat. Many gods, but an atheist wasn't around, usually. 
Psalms 14.1 said, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Uh, but why has the existence of God been something hard to find out about? Well, it's because Romans 1 says that mankind in its rebellion, Romans 1, one of the all-out uh, efforts of man, when he goes from God, he's got to cover up this kind of God in Isaiah 40. And so he works hard at it. Cal Berkeley buries him. Stanford buries him. The education system buries him. And here is the root of the problem. Romans 1.18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. And it means holds it down. It's kind of keeping the um, uh, jack in the box. They want to keep God in the box. Don't let him get out of this. Suppress it. And they do it. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God or gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth for the lie. And the lie is, it's the lie, this is one definite lie, that the whole rebellion of man is to exalt something that's been created above the creator. They will not bow to God as creator, but they will buy the lie that the man of sin will come. We will worship a man we will worship animals. We will worship anything but him who created us. This is the lie. They exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served created things. Snakes, bulls, animals, rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. There is an all-out effort in the human race because of its wickedness to flee from what can be known of God, suppress it, deny it, hide it up. And God says, for this reason, my wrath is against those who have tried to eliminate me in my own creation. They've tried to say there's no creator in the equation. And God says it brings divine wrath. Well, uh, besides that, Satan blinds the minds of men and women, a spirit being blinds them that they will never see the gospel, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. And without divine intervention, you will never see who Jesus is and see that you need him because there is a spirit being that has the ability to blind you to the truth and only God can authoritatively rent the veil that's over your eyes and that's what he does for you when he saves you. He rent the veil and enables you to see Christ. Without this divine help, none of us would ever be saved and none of us would ever know who Jesus Christ really is. Well, 
let's look at some things that uh, theories and different isms that uh, and see what they say about God. And then we'll see God's reply. And then we'll begin in our notes. There's a lot of uh, denial of God's existence or aberrations. And I want to give you some. The atheist says there's no God. Atheism, once again, was not a biblical problem. It's really a modern problem. Agnostics, they say, if there is a God, you can never know him. If he exists, agnostic, gnostic to know. You can't know him. So uh, he may be out there, but you can't know him. Atheistic evolution. Uh, There's two kinds of evolution, theistic and atheistic. Theistic evolution is say God used evolution as his means. They're wrong, but that's what they say uh, to create. Atheistic evolutionists say there is no God and that matter is a matter of chance with no intelligence behind it. You see, there's only two cosmogenies, and that is explanations of where the world came from. There's only basically two. One is you trace it back to impersonal matter plus time plus chance. So you need squillions of years. You get way back there, and somewhere gases get together, matter gets together, but you got to remember, something never comes out of nothing unless you're an evolutionist. Or they make matter eternal. There was always matter. And so you got to go back, 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 because you need time. You need time for these poor amoebas to figure out how to make you. We needed trillions of years to get your model. And so you go back, matter, gases, uh, uh, some ancient pond, something back there. You know, they've even got Kodak pictures of it practically. Carbon-14 is supposed to be limited to 10,000 years, but they've got squillions of years figured out. Because you've got to have it to explain what we have. You just can't do it overnight in their system. So, no personal creator, no design, no omnipotent power, plus chance, time, plus space, plus chance, and here we are. The other view is, it may sound really stupid to you, but it goes like this. You go back, maybe 10,000 years. Ah, if you want to be liberal, let's give you 50. It doesn't matter. And you meet with someone with intelligence. And you meet somebody with power. You meet with someone with design. And when you meet him, he says... I can speak a world into existence because I'm that magnificent and awesome. And if I create something, it will reflect me, my brilliance, my power, and I can just say, you want lights? Let there be light. That's supposed to take 10 billion years. Not if you got. I want matter. <laughs> there it is. Now, if you're some guy over here that doesn't have God in your equation, you've got to come up with something. So the most you can do is time. Time and chance. 
time and chance creates order and magnificent design. It doesn't make sense. But we've had the brain wars, the brain wars. All of our young people in secular colleges, all of our kids in high school biology classes, God does not get a hearing. They're suppressing it. They're stomping it down. Don't let it get out. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to say that I had an intelligent creator, powerful God make me versus gases or amoebas. The Bible says God is a creator. And that what he made reflects his power, wisdom, and might. So, we come to deism. A lot of times we talk about the early American uh, people that Declaration of Independence make everybody a Christian. Uh, Sorry, Benjamin Franklin was not a Christian. He was a deist. And a deist is someone that says there is a God, but he walks off from creation. Is the example that's commonly used is he wound up the watch of creation, then he leaves it, and he leaves it to natural law. And so there's no divine intervention in history or in human events. They don't believe in miracles. They wouldn't believe in the deity of Christ. They wouldn't believe in the resurrection. We don't have much of deism now. Thomas Paine was in that group, Benjamin Franklin. God's a nice God, but we'll run the earth. Thanks for the start. So... Deism. Materialism. The universe had its beginning in matter. Matter beget matter. And so uh, we have that in the sciences. Pantheism. Uh, Everything is God. So if you're in India, you can't uh, eat an animal because your ancestor might be there or one of the gods. I mean, it's a horrendous thing to think we just had grandma for dinner. I mean, if you're into reincarnation, who, which relative did we eat tonight? Or which God just died? And if you study the ten plagues of Moses, every plague destroyed one of the gods of Egypt. Every plague was against a god. Grasshoppers was a god. The bull was a god. The firstborn son was a god. The river, river Nile was called the blood vein of Osiris, the god of fertility and growth. And so God says, you believe Osiris is a bloodstream? I want to turn it to blood. And he destroyed the whole pantheon of Egypt in the Exodus. God was destroying the gods. Uh, New Age theology, by the way, is pantheistic or monistic. Everything's God. I I feel spiritual. I'm going to throw up if I hear it one more time. What's spiritual? I feel (gasps) there's vibes. Casper just came in. We'll do that later. That could be pepperoni, too. Uh, Polytheism. Many gods. Many gods. And, you know, if you go to India, Burma, and you go through the Old Testament, many gods, many gods. Rome had many gods. Even the Caesars, uh, you know, Caesar the August one, Augustine. The biblical reply to all these philosophical speculations about God are as follows. And I came across a a quote that I used years ago. Someone has said that philosophy is the circular meanderings of an unregenerate mind where the problem is never solved, but the case is beautifully stated. And philosophy does that. They can, we're diagnosed to death in this culture 
What we're crying for is a cure. Your skids are, oh, okay. You're this. I didn't come in just to be diagnosed. Can you cure me? We're big on diagnosis and short on cure. You need a God like Isaiah to get a cure. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to His knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call. 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855 833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue Suite 278 Hercules, California The zip code is 94547 And that website once again truthfortodayradio.org It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 